everybody. We wanted to start off this week's episode talking about a new electronics brand that Morgan and I are obsessed with, and they're called Studio. Studio makes headphones and earbuds that not only have outstanding sound quality, but they also design headphones as an accessory that you'll be excited to wear around. So true. Morgan and I both got the Black Regent design, which are Studio's premium on-ear model, and they're Sakyat. 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 The combination of high-polished metal and matte surfaces embodies the vision of Scandinavian design. They also come with custom-designed interchangeable caps, so you can change them up whenever you feel like it. Change it up for your mood. Regent are the perfect companion for anyone on the go. They will connect to any device that has Bluetooth or you can use an aux cord that they also provide and they also give you 24 plus hours of battery life. That's a lot of life. That's life. Now, don't get us wrong. These headphones are handy, super chic, and contemporary, but they also deliver some of the best sound quality I've ever heard. They provide impeccable clarity in the instrumental tones, well-balanced sound, and definition. Studio also has a multitude of earbuds, from hard pairs to those nice soft ones that are great for people like me with little tiny ear holes, and they get (laughs) sore. (laughs) I get it. You can get a pair of your own Studio headphones today, and if you use our offer code, the Sisters Grim, you can get 15% off your entire order. That's right. Use promo code the Sisters Grim. That's T H E S I S T E R S G R I M M. That's right, two M's to get 15% off your very own pair of studio headphones or earbuds. Trust us, you won't be disappointed. The Sisters Grim podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Light Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam. The infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Hey everybody, this is the Sisters Grim Podcast. My name is Holly Freeberg. You may know me from such projects as Free Willy 2. Shut up, that's always your thing. Duh. And I'm Morgan Freeberg, and I have a really fucking cool story to tell you, Holly. Oh my god. And, you know, everyone who's listening to this podcast. Right, no. So this is an amazing story that was told to me by a girl named Molly. You probably know her. She loves the podcast. Oh, yeah. We love Molly. We love Molly. She does in Chicago, too. We don't love Molly because we're adults. Oh, the drug? Yeah. Um, I liked it in high school. Exactly. We're adults. We don't like Molly. (laughs) But we love Molly. I'm going to... Okay, I'm just going to tell the story. So... This story is about Molly's mom, who is a total badass, and her name is Lisa. She's 5'1", like me, so she's freaking tiny. She's a little girl. And she went to college in Florida from 1975 to 1979. So one day, uh, Lisa had a hair appointment close to campus, so she was walking to the salon, and along the way, she ran into this man. He was very nice and charming, so when he asked her to join him for a meal, she almost said yes. Wait thankfully, a fucking second, dude. Thankfully... 
She didn't want to be late for her appointment, so she declined the invitation, uh, and about an hour later, she was walking back to her dorm, and she passed a restaurant, and she sees the same charming man stand up and rush outside of the restaurant towards her. Then she sent a picture of her mom, and she said, it's worth noting that my mom wore her deep red hair long, like, to her ass, (laughs) (laughs) straight, and parted in the middle. She got it cut shorter than her chin. Oh, God. Um, oh god so this dude runs out to her mom and starts shouting completely berating and assaulting her for wait for it cutting her hair so it was ted bundy it was ted bundy oh i have all the chills oh my god Ted Bundy was pissed because she made herself not his type anymore wow but what does fucking lisa do she um doesn't give a fuck and she tells him to fuck off Hell yeah, Lisa! And she walks away. And for a woman, and a week t- later, Ted Bundy killed two young women in Tallahassee oh. during the uh... oh oh f- the Kyle Omega yeah. murders. What? Right, that was in Tallahassee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 so moral of the story: Molly and Lisa, you are bad bitches. Thank you for being in our life, Molly. Yeah. So she said she wanted to wait to tell. Until she asked her mom if she could tell me this story. She's like, I wanted to get the A-OK. Yeah, no, totally. About 100%. her encounter with Ted Bundy. Oh, my God. That right. gave me so many chills. So many chills. So this episode is going to be about teens that kill. Killer teens. Killer teens. We did killer kids already. Killer now kids. Killer teens. Killer teens. You know when you're like a teenager and like all you want to do is murder someone. That's all these people. Pretty much. Not all teenagers. I did not. I no, wanted I to <laughs> drink. Um, I wanted to drink apple pucker and go to basketball games. <laughs> I like to drink apple pucker too. Do you think that's because that's the only liquor that our parents ever had at their house? Oh, I cannot still drink it. Ew, it tastes like disgusting. ass. Yeah, I, I don't can't... like apple teenies. I don't like anything apple flavored. Sugary drinks make me want to puke yeah. a little bit, and they what make was me your first feel alcoholic like... drink. Me? Oh, it was a... Oh, actually... Because mine was Pucker's Green Apple, well, me, for sure. Yeah, no, because Mom and Dad always kept it in the... Shout out to Mom and Dad. Kept it in the china cabinet. Yep. Um, uh, me and a friend shared a Bud Light together, and then we Fabulous. mixed gin and white grape juice. Welch's juice. Welch's juice. That actually sounds pretty refreshing. No, it was actually pretty disgusting, but I also had nothing to compare it to at that point. I mean, I had tried beer before, because when we like when I was younger... And Dad would be drinking beer at dinner. I would be like, can I have a sip? And he'd right. be like, sure, why not? And then I started the D.A.R.E. program, and I was like, whoa, is Dad, my dad going to get sent to jail? Is beer <laughs> killing America? Uh, anyways. No. So I'll begin with my first story. Okie dokie. And it's the story of Rachel Wade and Sarah Ludman. Ludman. Now, I again got a lot of my information from an E... Special. <laughs> That's fine. You like your e shit, girl. They're really interesting, and like, they they are a good jumping off point. And then I go and I dive in and I find out so much more. So Rachel Wade, she grew up in um, Pinellas Park, Florida. That's where this all took place. Oh boy. She. So we're gonna know a lot of details. <laughs> uh huh. Um, she started acting out a lot as a teen, and her parents kind of said that she was really boy obsessed, and she really only cared about boys. And I mean, um, a lot of kids are like, a lot of teenagers are like that. You know, you get your first period and then you get horny and then it's all you really care about. Right. And then you see Matthew Perry. For me, that was mine. Sure. (laughs) Matthew Perry was my One Direction. (laughs) 
Okay. But anyway, so like I said, she rebelled. When she was 18, she moved out. She started waitressing and um, moved out of her parents' house. Got her own apartment. And then in the summer of 2008, Rachel ran into an old friend from school, and his name was Josh Camacho. And the two began to date. However, around the same time, Josh began dating another girl by the name of Sarah Ludman. Oh, hell no. When the two started hearing about each other, they began, like, bullying each other online, sending each other, like, fucking crazy, like, text messages and, like, voicemails. And I'm going to read you... um, The transcript? The transcript from one of Rachel... I'm going to read you the transcript of a couple of Rachel's um, voicemails, but I'm going to go... In order. This I'm is the so, first one I want you to I'm hear. I'm so fucking excited. I can't even tell you. So this is on how the, edge of my the voicemail went. <clears throat> okay. Seriously, I told you to watch your fucking back and not to fucking <laughs> chill with him. Now your ass is mine. And I'm guaranteeing you I'm going to fucking murder you. I'm letting you know that now. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Oh. Um, your voice, though, your voice choice for her, though, was pretty like. good. How? I'm sorry if you had already said this, but how old... Are these girls? Um, at this time, I think Sarah and Rachel, I think they're both like 18. Maybe 18? one's 19. Okay. So, yeah. So, this is pretty typical behavior. Uh, and these- Sarah didn't like, or, I'm sorry. Sarah, I think, graduated from high school, or at least was still in high school at the time. Rachel got her GED. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I get the two names mixed up because Rachel and Sarah are both such, like, basic names. So, I was like, wait, which one's Sarah? <laughs> they're very biblical. Totally. Yeah, it's crazy. Biblical names are nuts. Um, so, anywho's all wait. So um, they were both just like obsessed this with te- this. Dude. This was texting, right? Uh, well, what I just read you was a voicemail. Oh, a voicemail. Does she not realize that that implicate that? that, that dude, is, I don't know. She could get arrested from that. No, she's eighteen. So, she's a dumb, dumb idiot. Um, Rachel said that one day Sarah and um, like some uh, some of her friends came into the restaurant where she was working, aka Applebee's. Which, by the way, <laughs> I was so hungry for Applebee's today, but I don't know where oh any God. is in the city. I don't think there Anyways. are. Um, and, like, I guess they came in and they were, like, messing with her. They were, like, singing weird songs at her. And they, like, knocked a, like, tray of drinks out of her hand. And then on her way home from work that night, they tried to run her off the road. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So that's Sarah trying to run Rachel off the road. Damn. So then... And those are, like, the backwoods of Florida, probably. Oh, shit. Well, I don't know. I don't know where this town is. So on April 14th, 2009, everything between the girls finally came to a head. Um, Rachel said that she was home alone, and she was actually waiting for Josh to come over, and she went outside, and she was walking her dog, and then she heard a car start honking its horn, and then she just heard Sarah start screaming, like, stay away from my man! Like, oh, you're God. a hoe! Like, all this stuff. And Jesus. so Rachel got really scared, and she wanted to leave, so she called one of her ex-boyfriends, whose name is Javier, and throughout all of this, I could not find out Javier's last name. Oh, Javier. He's just, he's like a Madonna. Javier. He's just Javier. Javier, no last name given. And so he said, you know, come over. So she decided to go to his place. But before leaving her apartment, she made the biggest mistake that she could ever make. Yeah. She grabbed a steak knife from the kitchen and she put it in her purse. Oh. Yeah. So around 11 p.m., Rachel, after, like, hanging out with, like, Josh and being, like, pissed off, I'm assuming, she drove up to Josh's house and she saw that Sarah's car was parked out front. So she had been texting Josh because he was going to come over. And then she texted him and said, oh, now I know why you're not talking. And then he responded and said, yeah, that's right. I don't like you no more. Now you got to, or why don't you go home? 
And then Sarah texted back and said, no, I'll wait for her to go home. Oh, fuck. And so Sarah's curfew was like 11. So she was late. And she, when she was leaving, she offered to give Josh's sister and I think one of his sister's friends a ride to McDonald's. Aw. And I guess when she was driving, she like saw one of her friends. This is uh, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Saw one of her friends and said, yo, Rachel is sitting up there like at Josh's house, like about to go over there. And so then Rachel got pissed and at 1245, or I'm sorry, Sarah got pissed. And so at 1245 a.m., uh, while Rachel was just like sitting on the hood of her car, she was smoking a cigarette. She was with Javier and then another one of their friends whose name was Dustin Grimes. He's only important because he was there. He's in the trial. Well, he's a part of the trial. Yeah. Um, and when Sarah pulled up in her van with the two other girls, she apparently like drove in so fast that she almost hit Rachel. Oh, God. And so here's where things get kind of conflicting because there's different reports of what happened next. Okay. Rachel claims that Sarah came at her even after Rachel pulled the knife out. So she said she pulled the knife out and she, like, didn't care. She still, like, came at her. Whoa. Um, but the witnesses say that Rachel didn't even get a chance to get out of the car before Rachel stabbed her twice in the chest. And one of the stab... One of the stab wounds pierced Sarah's heart. And she was pronounced dead at the hospital just, like, two hours later. Fuck. Yeah. Mm. So when the police started questioning Rachel, she didn't even think Sarah died. She didn't think she had stabbed her that badly. Um, and so when the police told Rachel that Sarah had died, like, I saw the video, she literally, like, breaks down crying. Really? Yeah, because she's like, I didn't think I, like, really even stabbed her that bad. Or, I don't know. But that's what it seemed like. I would still be like, but you stabbed Oh, totally. Totally. You knew that something bad was going to come of this. Yeah, a knife is never a good call. And especially a steak knife that's serrated, that's gonna (sighs) fuck up your heart. Yeah, it was like one of those little like like steak knives, you know. Yeah, I think I actually keep one behind my bed, so I know I mean, how yeah. to kill someone. It's your house. So <laughs> during the trial, the defense argued self defense under Florida's stand your ground law. Yeah, exactly. That's like yeah. the king of the castle law. And Rachel's attorney argued that she was really scared because not only was Sarah a lot bigger than she was, but she also was outnumbered by all the other girls in the car, and so she had the knife because she was afraid, and so she stabbed her out of self defense. Hmm. Um, it was stated that the two girls had fought previously before this, like they apparently got into like a, a fight one time and they like pulled each other's hair, you know how like girls fight, mm-hmm. but it wasn't anything like this. It wasn't a knife right. fight. And so the witnesses who testified for the prosecution were, uh, Josh, even though he wasn't there, but he still was obviously a big part of it. And like the whole time he was pretty much saying like, I wasn't really dating either of them. It was like friends with benefits. Mm. But their families were like, you were their world. Yeah. This fucking kid. Yeah. This fucking loser-ass kid. Well, it just sucks because, like, they probably just didn't... I mean, he should have fucking explained that. Yeah. But you're a teenager. You can't word that kind of stuff. You don't know something like this is going to happen. No, exactly. You cannot foresee that. Right. So Josh's sister and Dustin Grimes, the one I was telling you about, they also testified, and they both say that they saw Rachel attack Sarah. Like, Sarah didn't even get out of the car. Yeah. Okay. Javier, the one who I was telling you whose last name I couldn't get, he also testified, or he testified for the defense, and he said that the two were definitely fighting, but he didn't really see anything. So, 
at that point, okay, I'm sorry, I cannot get their names straight, but I, like, no, like... They're just all the ones who are there. Oh, no, I mean, okay, so Rachel is So the, the one... two dudes were hanging out no, okay. with Rachel, who's the one who killed them. Sarah's the one who's dead. Okay, so... Sarah had the two girls with her. Okay, so Rachel killed Sarah. So yeah. Rachel sa- th- says that uh, Sarah came at her, yeah. like, ran towards her. Came at her, like, fl- like throwing punches. Mm, I don't think I don't think that I mean obviously you're probably you have this information. I don't but, know. I wasn't there. <laughs> well, oh no, I thought like you. Well, I mean, um, I wouldn't say that. that I mean, would. no one was filming at every like you know. Well, but someone coming at you, punching you, is not like that. Wouldn't stand for the like defending your home. Like it has to be like it's a not real defending threat. your home. That's not what stand your ground is. The stand your ground. Stand is? your ground is like if someone's trying to hurt you. You hurt them back. Oh, I You're thinking of, like... The King of the Castle one? Yeah, that's one. different. Okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and so, like I said, Javier said he didn't really see anything. But, unfortunately for Rachel, Sarah had saved all of the threatening voicemails, and they oh. played them for the jury. I'm gonna read one of them for you right now. I read the other one, and this is the other one. Please tell me, Sarah, why you would be a dumbass cunt and put a fucking brand new picture of you and Josh at the beach on your MySpace. I'm going to fucking murder you. I'm going to play your ass out, too. Watch. You're a fucking fat bitch, and I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, you can't say. What year was this? Uh, 2008? Okay, I guess MySpace was still a thing then. I guess. So. No, wait, yeah, MySpace was hot at this point. It's just like maybe that was like her signature. Like maybe her signature was just like I'm gonna you. fucking kill you. <laughs> like every everything you get from her is just ends with I'm gonna. It's like hi mom, I love you. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Maybe I don't know. No, that's dumb. You shouldn't say things but, like that. I mean teenagers. that shit is pretty damning. Um, she has two different voicemails of her saying I'm going to murder you. I'm going to kill you. And apparently other people also heard that night. Rachel called Sarah and said, I'm going to, like, kill you and your fucking Mexican boyfriend. Wow. Yeah. Racist Because Josh and was Mexican. illegal. Yeah, that's really fucked up. So the jury obviously thought that that was not cool, and she <laughs> was found guilty of murder in the second degree. Okay. And okay. September 3rd, 2010, she was sentenced to 27 years in state prison. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so she's eligible for... Parole. Parole, but, um... Apparently, with how much time she had already spent, she tried to go for time spent, kind of mm. like what they did. But, like, her time wasn't actually spent, and she, like, fucking killed someone. Like, she needs to stay in jail for a while. And she's, I think she's tried to get out, but the, um, Sarah's family has made it not easy, you know? Yeah, they're not, like, they're, well, I mean, it seems, I don't know if, because it seems like since there's two different conflicting accounts of what happened. Right. But either way, even if someone's coming at you with punches, you should not stab them. No. Even if you're smaller. And also, ladies, I hope we have some younger listeners. Don't fucking care about dudes. They don't matter. Yeah. And we've all been there where, like, you say some rude shit to a girl because she's dating your ex or whatever. I mean, But, like, imagine if that thing you said that you're, like, now, like, that was the stupidest thing I've ever said was accidentally killing someone and you're in jail for it. That, yeah, you have to be accountable for the things you say, and especially nowadays when anything, like, I mean, if that pro- if that situation had happened in the 1800s, she would have gotten away with it. Yeah. Because 
she had no means of people are really stupid with technology they are they don't realize that there are ways to go back and be like yeah this was you dum-dum people just send out naked pictures like it's fucking nothing nowadays Dude, the government knows everything about us. There's drones mm. following you around. Seriously. You can um, look up, like, the FBI. You can, like, look up an FBI report to see if they've ever looked into you. Cool. Yeah. I hope they haven't. I'm not very interesting. Um, I mean, we both Google serial killers a lot. That is true. When at work, I um, a girl I work with came over to my desk to ask me a question, and the tab I had up on my screen was seven infamous teen killers, and the girl was like, "What?" I mean, we have the we have uh, what would it be called? I don't know. We have like an alibi that this is our podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why we have this podcast so that the government can't be like, "Hey, it's weird you look up this stuff all the time." We're like, "No, we're doing it for research." It's research, you motherfuckers. That's how we would talk to Homeland Security. Hey, motherfucker, we have a podcast, <laughs> and it's called our podcast. And like, you should really get woke, okay? Like, you should subscribe. Please write us subscribe a five-star review. Giving a, uh, yeah, and review. Well, yeah. So that was the story. That's just how fucked up life can be. You that can kill someone, even if it's for an accident, boy. and you th- don't fucking say stupid shit. That is that story has a moral to it. Yeah, don't fucking threaten people. Don't threaten. Don't tell someone you are going to kill them. Yeah, don't even don't tell ever someone, say that. Don't even tell someone you're going to beat them. Threatening someone yeah, don't threaten is people. called assault. It is battery when you actually physically touch them. Assault can be just or, or wait, no. I'm getting harassment confused with assault. Assault you need to use your hands. Harassment or like Yeah, it's yeah. definitely verbal harassment. Can you stop shaking your titties at me? Why do you always have to tell everyone? Okay, well, it was weird and I had to bring it up. So, do you want to talk I'm about I'm wearing your a first? cutoff. I don't care. The, the sleeves were holding me back. Yeah. From holding your titties? No, from it's hot outside in Chicago. It is hot. Thank God, finally. Thank God. Thank God. All right, so talk about your fucking next killer. Okay, bitch, I fucking will. You fucking better, or I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Just, I'm just kidding. obviously joking. Yeah. Plus, you're my sister, so, like, if I kill you, I think it's, like, less trouble. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> you dumb idiot. It's called, like, sororicide or something. What? Yeah. Like, killing your father is, like, patricide. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Maternicide. Yeah, it's not like you get a freebie for killing a family member. Oh, she member. was your sister. It's oh, fine. she was your sister. It's cool. You're like, she locked me in a goddamn closet when I was a kid. True. And they're like... She closed me in the couch bed. And then I get sent to jail for the rest of my life. Anyway. So, for my first story, it is the South Valley Homicides. South Valley... California? New Mexico. Oh. So, on January 19th, 2013, a 15-year-old Nehemiah Griego killed five members of his family. Around midnight, Nehemiah went into his parents' room where his mom, Sarah, and nine-year-old brother, Zephaniah, were sleeping. He took a twenty-two rifle from his parents' closet and shot his mom in the face, which obviously made Zephaniah wake up. Right. And Nehemiah told Zephaniah that he had just killed their mom, and Zephaniah didn't believe him, and so Nehemiah went over and, like, lifted Sarah's, like, bloody head oh and was God. like, yeah, I killed her. And so, like anyone would do, especially a nine-year-old, Zephaniah started freaking out, and Nehemiah shot him in Aww. the face, too. So, down Poor the hall... Zephaniah. 
Yeah, it gets worse. Uh, down the hall, okay. he could hear his little sisters, five-year-old JL and two-year-old Angelina, crying in their bedroom, so he shot both of them, too. Wow. Yeah. He was afraid he was out of bullets, so he went back to the closet and took out an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. His plan was to wait by the front door and ambush his father when he got home. Mm. So around 5 a.m., former preacher Greg Griego returned home from a late-night church thing, late thing. It was, it was like Real a... Real late-night. Yeah. Well, it was like a late-night... Uh, like shift of something like it maybe at like a okay like a like a um food a bit something place? along uh, something along like the, a food he was a very or... nice charitable man right. and uh when he walked into the house nehemiah nehemiah shot nehemiah shot him multiple times killing him so the family was incredibly religious i mean the dad was a former pastor right uh they were very involved in their church which was called calvary church and the children were actually homeschooled and they say that that kind of they the parents did that on purpose to kind of distance them but then other accounts say that like the children were very involved with church stuff like the church had like um like sports teams okay. and like shit that they, yeah recreation know. yeah recreational Activities. type stuff i've yeah that's not i've heard of that before yeah, it's not that weird yeah so also uh nehemiah had a 12 year old girlfriend at the time who he had met at church yeah. Because that's all Nehemiah... I think that's the only place Nehemiah went. Yeah. Um, and immediately after killing his family, he texted her about what he'd done and sent her a picture of Sarah's <gasps> dead body. Oh, my God. Yeah. When did this happen? Um, this happened in 2013. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then he told her he was feeling crazy, and then they started sexting. Okay. What was the girlfriend's name? Well, she was 12 um, years old at the well, time. that's a little... Well... 12? Yeah. Sexting at 12? What do you even say? Who? Your penis know. is cool. Your penis is cool. <laughs> your penis seems like cool. I would like think it would be cool to see your penis. 12? Yeah. Hey, I mean, yeah. It's, to each their own, but that's young. Um, so Nehemiah is like dolphinately not okay, like mentally, stably, like, right. stably wise. And he said that he had been having suicidal and homicidal thoughts at the time. So Obviously. That the homicidal ones. Yeah. The, uh, that morning, like after killing his dad, Nehemiah took his mom's keys, drove the family van. At 12? No, in the morning. No, he's 12? No, no, no. He's 15. The girlfriend's 12. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be like freshman dating a sixth grader? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not cute. Well, he, well, also, they didn't go to school, they were homeschooled. So things were probably a little different. Okay, Tuesday. We get it, Tuesday. You watch Sister Wives. Or Keeping Up with the Duggars. What were the fuck? <laughs> Anywho, so, <clears throat> so uh, Nehemiah drove to his girlfriend's house, and he asked if he could stay there for a while. Which... She didn't tell her parents he just killed his whole family? No. Um, She's right or die. Well, I don't, we don't really know, but I think she was only, she was staying with her grandmother at the mm -hmm. time, and, like, when he asked that, it was sort of a red flag, and so that night, because they were so religious, obviously, they went to night church, mm -hmm. and uh, so at 8 p.m., they went to church, and Nehemiah told members of the congregation that his family wasn't there because they died in a car crash. <sighs> Oh, my God. I would be like, Nehemiah, why are you here? 
Oh, my, my family died in a car crash. He's like, my family died in a car crash. Um, but I still felt the need to come to church. Yeah, what? And so, obviously, the police were called. Yeah, like, the church members had to have been like, what the fuck? Right. So the police went to the house and found the five dead bodies. At first, Nehemiah denied everything, but eventually confessed to killing his father because he said that he had been abusive and that he killed his mom and siblings to be thorough so there wouldn't be witnesses or anything. What? Um, but the cops knew... And he it, killed them first, before the dad. Exactly, yeah. It's, so, it's bullshit. Yeah. It, the, well, yeah, because the police were like, no, this was a premeditated homicide. Yeah. Because... And there was never any proof that Greg abused him in right. any way He probably whatsoever. spanked him. I mean, that's what a lot of religious kids, people, or parents do to their yeah. kids. Yeah, and it's like, whatever, to each their own. So, Nehemiah also told police that he had wanted, or had been thinking about, rather, uh, going into a public place such as a Walmart and just opening fire. Hmm. He also said that he had planned on killing his girlfriend's parents, too. And he also tried saying that they were both planning on killing their parents. Ugh, like That's a big thing in a lot of these stories. Well, but... Like, none of the ones that I'm talking about, but, like, that, like, like I watched a lot of documentaries today. Oh, yes, today. yes, yes. I, it's a big thing. Like, you kill your parents and I'll yeah. kill my parents and then and we that, can go to fucking like Applebee's. And that was, like, a lot of people do that. <laughs> and then they always go to Applebee's. And then they always And go. they get the combo platter because it's the fucking shit. And then they order a goddamn quesadilla burger. Oh, the quesadilla burger. Yeah. Uh, Any who's all. Okay, but that was... A bull- that was bullshit. Right. Like, because the cops questioned her about it, and all and she char- was all no. All charges were dropped because she was like, no, no, no. He Nehemiah's crazy. That, yeah. Nehemiah's crazy. He's crazy, but he's and he cute. he told me, yeah, I that yeah, was her. I, she was like, I'm sorry, he's just really cute. I mean, we don't know a lot of details because she was 12, right. so she can't. I mean, she was 12. So anyhoozle, he was sent to a juvenile center and was charged with two murders and three counts of child abuse resulting in death. And in, in jail? No, no, no. Juvenile. <gasps> da, 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 a juvenile. Da, da, da. Sorry, 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 sorry. Well, but the case moved very slowly because Nehemiah was constantly being evaluated for his mental health. Mm-hmm. He was diagnosed as, I think, like schizo-paranoid, mm-hmm. but he was in the right state of mind like he wasn't like having an episode at the time at the time like he was fully aware that he and it was premeditated right he literally waited for his dad yeah it was bad so in october of 2015 nehemiah pled guilty and was sent to a juvenile center and was sentenced to be there until he turned 21 Mm -hmm. which his birthday was two months ago oh so he's out or he is being oh he has not been released yeah. because a judge ordered that nehemiah be sent to grown-up prison because yeah. he felt nehemiah was dangerous because he heard that nehemiah said that if he wasn't released he was going to kill prison guards yeah that's not what you want to do that's not or say no that means you still so nehemiah is 21 today no two months ago he turned it but but like today, yeah, like walking right, around a twenty-one-year-old, not walking around, walking around a prison in New Mexico. Yes, he's well. I don't Justice know. I don't know what they're doing is right now. Doing okay over there in New Mexico. Yeah. Um. So prosecutors want to keep uh, Nehemiah in jail. There's been a lot of back and forth, but for right now, all we know is that he's scheduled for a hearing on May fifteenth, which hasn't even happened yet. So this wow. case is still ongoing. It's still happening. Nehemiah also. This is how religious this family was. He also had five older siblings. 
that weren't there when this that, happened? No, they were older and they were not living at were home they at the time. Probably college stuff, age. Yeah. And one of his sisters said, I personally would like him to stay behind bars. I think he's a danger wow. to society. The fact that Nehemiah killed his own family reflects just how detached, callous, and brutal he is capable of being. Yeah. And they don't think that he can be rehabilitated. Sometimes, I mean, he said know. he he said he was going to kill yeah. if they didn't let him out. Why? Or it's just it's just very sad because he also clearly has mental illness. A, a mental yeah. illness. Rehabilitation needs to be more prevalent in the. It is. I read something this week that. Cook County Jail is the number one mental facility Good. in the world. No. Oh, like because bad? we se- yeah, that's bad. That means that we're sending people with like Oh, I thought you meant like they're doing the most. Oh, no, no, no. That it means that, that we're sending people with mental health issues to jail. A lot of homeless people. Yeah, because fucking I don't want to get into it. Yeah. But um let's get to story our numero sponsor. Yeah, our numero sponsor. Numero sponsor. It's also Cinco de Mayo today. Holly, do you know what one of my biggest pet peeves is? Is it when Tuesday starts eating her food loudly right as we're about to start recording the podcast every week? (laughs) Yeah, but also, you know, like when your headphones or your earbuds or whatever get all tangled up and there's a million little knots and you can't get them out? I hate that too, which is why I've been loving our new Studio Bluetooth headphones. Even the cord they do provide if you don't feel like using Bluetooth isn't one of those skinny little cords that get tangled super duper easy. Everything about the Studio design is a sleep and unbelievably streamlined process. Studio was inspired by the beauty and vibrance of Stockholm, Sweden, and they believe remaining true to their Scandinavian roots is what has helped get them where they are today. Studio wants to revolutionize the way consumers see headphones and earbuds, not just as a tech device, but also as a gorgeous accessory that you'll be proud to wear out and about. I know I've already taken several cute photos with my headphones. <laughs> Holly and I both got the Regent on ear model, and we also both got the really cute marble interchangeable caps that they provide. And people keep coming up to me asking me where I've got them because they don't look like any other headphone really out there, like on the market right now. No, uh, same here. They're definitely a piece of art, and you can wear them around. And as an artist, I'm obsessed. Their minimalistic look is very cute. Um, Studio also has smaller earbuds like their tray design that are amazing for working out. They're sweatproof and they have custom wingtips so they fit very securely around your ear. What the frick are you waiting for? Go to their website, <laughs> studio.com, to get your first pair of headphones or earbuds. And if you use our promo code, the Sisters Grim, that's with two M's, you'll get 15% off. That's right, the Sisters Grimm, two M's for 15% off your entire order today. All right, so on July 18th, 2003 in Clear Lake City, Texas, which is kind of like a mecca for a lot of astrophysicists live there. So it's a very like affluent area. Cool. I love a good astrophysicist. mm -hmm. The really nice houses, really pretty area. Four teens were hanging out in the home of Tiffany Rowell, uh, Rachel Kalarudis, uh, Tiffany's best friend. Uh, they were also hanging out with Tiffany's boyfriend, Marcus Pratia, and his cousin, Albert Sanchez. A fifth friend was coming to join the group, but when they walked in, it was a complete bloodbath. Eek. It Like, the crime scene photos and stuff is... Are really gross. Yeah. You saw them? Mm-hmm. 
from like the entirety of this case because just wait. Oh boy. So the four were found dead in the living room. They had all been shot to death. There was blood splattered all over the walls, all yeah. over everything. Rachel was sprawled out on the floor next to a cell phone and she was the only one of the four who didn't die from gunshot wounds. She actually died from blunt force trauma to her skull. Oh. She had been like is it called pistol whipped? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Um, uh, she had just, passion. she had just dialed the nine on her phone. Fuck. Yeah. If only she she'd... was also shot six times. If only she'd been from the UK, I think all you have to do is hit nine, nine. She would have just been one number away instead of two. Okay. Um, oh. so there were bullet holes and bullet casings all over the room. There were 21 shots fired, and 17 of them hit their Bodies, target. obviously. Did they say what kind of guns they were? Um, 22, and I forget the other one. I don't know why I asked. Yeah. Because I don't have a follow-up. I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember the other but one, and I'm not a gun expert by any stretch of anything. No, me either. But it does seem like if there was blood everywhere that they used um, a gun that, wherein the bullets cause a lot of blood splatter. That is Definitely. all I'm going to lots say. Lots of blood splatter analysis, lots of Dexter. Lots of Dexter. Morgan. Which yes. is super weird because we are sitting next to dearly devoted Dexter. Hey. Hey, hey. And also, like, the fifth season of the show. We're just surrounded by Dexter right now. Dexter. So, two of the victims, it looked like it was a surprise because two of them were literally still sitting on the now blood-soaked couch in, like, recliners. Like, they were just fucking hanging out watching TV. How do you think they dispose of, like, furniture? Or, like, no, that would I just be know. an... Incineration? So they well, no, it would have to be evidence. Uh, to a, to some point. They would have to have, like, a huge fucking warehouse, like, at the end yeah, of Raiders like of the of Lost fucking, Ark. Like, couches covered in blood. Oh, they're like, this is That's the, this is the bloody couch it, room. Like, in a huge, giant plastic bag. Right. It, that's I'm sorry. That was just something I hadn't really ever thought of before. <laughs> okay. So when the police started their investigation, they found out that the two boys uh, had been drug dealers. So they immediately started thinking, like, maybe it was gang-related. Maybe it was, like, mob-related. Especially because of the gun stuff. We had lots of guns, lots of really good shots, lots of very little misses. Yeah. So it seemed maybe like it was a professional job. Right. But um, her death... And there were no murder weapons left at the scene. But they left all the casings. Yeah. But. Were they untraceable? Mm, Did they file off the yeah, numbers? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were untraceable. I don't, um, think, I don't know if that's a thing, too. So but. Tiffany was living in this house alone at the time because her dad had, like, remarried, and she was, like, 18, and so she was living at the house by herself, so it was kind of became, like, a party house. And okay. so, like, a lot of people were going in and out of this house at a lot of times. And she was times. 18, you said? She was, like, 18, yeah. Okay. And was she in high school during this time? Or she like was, maybe? like, just, just, just graduated. Like, summer after graduation. Oh, yeah. You're all of these not, people. You would have fucking... I would yeah. have parties all the all time. All the time. So the neighbors said that they saw a young man and a young woman dressed in all black walking around the house. This really cool woman. I wish I would have remembered her name, but she was the crime scene... Sketch artist? Sketch artist. And so she talked to the neighbors and she got what they looked like. And she said that the woman was wearing a bandana and had really big eyes. And the guy was like a pretty handsome, like blonde boy. Okay. Which didn't fit the profile of what they thought at all. No. Because they thought it was like mob related. Right. And they, they thought it was like, because I mean, I mean, anybody can be a fucking drug dealer. Well, dude. yeah, totally. 
But, um, like I said about the mob, one of the boys, Albert Sanchez, he actually had family members tied to the Mexican mafia. Who doesn't? (laughs) Well. (laughs) And a lot of them were in prison, so I think they were able to, like, communicate with them easily, you know? Oh, yeah. But, like, nothing ever came together with that. Like, there were no connections between the two. Okay. And so the case went cold for three years. Aye, aye, aye. I, I, I. Yeah, and like aye, family aye. member, the family members of the victims started thinking that they would never find out who did this, and so Rachel's father, the one who was beat to death, yes, he started like raising money. Um, he literally, it was kind of like um, that billboard movie. He started putting up. He, oh, like Ryan. Ferguson's he raised death. a bunch of money so that he could put billboards all over every single exit in the town of those two drawings of the two composite drawings. That's very smart. And he also offered, um, a hundred thousand dollars reward for anyone who could help catch the killers. Holy fuck. Yeah. He raised that much money that he was able to put up billboards all over and do that. But the craziest thing is that the way we actually find out who did this was from an anonymous caller. Well, maybe via crime stoppers. Oh, yeah. Not so. Who knows if they got any money because they did it anonymously? Because but that's actually kind of fucking badass. Like they just wanted. Well, yeah. Maybe they never. Or maybe they found Justice. out about the billboard. The billboard, and they were like, "Fuck." Well, also another reason it could be anonymous is because this person said that they recognized the girl because he said that he went to rehab with the girl. Oh, okay. So he probably didn't and get his information this girl away. admitted to killing four people. Oh. And she also said something that only the killer would know because they never put this out in the public, that the one girl was trying to call 911. She, oh. like, gloated about that. Oh. Yeah. Ew! And that's this so, woman... That's so fucking... That's like the strangers. Yeah. That's so fucking gross. And to this be woman like, was oh. Christine Poia. The one who killed? The one who was... This was the woman. She was in rehab for heroin. She oh. was a huge heroin addict. But she was the one who came forward and told? No. This this kid tipped the Crime Stoppers off because he went to rehab with this girl. Oh, and Christine. she. Oh, and Christine is the she one would who gloat did it. about it. Oh, in rehab, and she would talk about it. And Wait, so she he, went hmm. to high school with the three students. So, and he okay. Well, that's why he did it anonymously then, because technically he's he's I, not allowed to. Because, he's not allowed yeah. to. Good um, for fucking him though. Yeah. So Christine was often bullied at school. She had alopecia, so she, like, lost all of her hair on her head, her Uh, eyebrows, her eyelashes. Kids are assholes. Kids are assholes. But what's really fucked up about this whole case is that Rachel and Tiffany were, like, beautiful angels, and so they were, like, really nice to her and, like, befriended her and, like, helped her get made over. This is... So how I heard about this was... like, mean girls, but nice. No, seriously. But, like, nice girls. But, like... (laughs) I heard about this on Facebook. Like, I was just scrolling through Facebook, and it was, like, this, like, girl kills, like, the two girls who were nice to her, and so I had to read it, and then I looked up all this information, and that's why I was like, we should do one about, like, teens who kill, because I just thought the story was really interesting. I think I have heard... I've read that headline, but I did not know any deets. So, like I said, she went to high school with all of the students, so when, like, they tipped this off, and they were like, well, yeah, that girl you went to rehab with goes to the same high school as all of these, or three of the people... Three of the, I don't think the cousin went to school with them, but the, like, boyfriend and the two girls did. Uh-huh. And Christine, like I said, was, like, really, really addicted to heroin. She claimed, like, when she was being questioned that she would spend over $1,000 on heroin a day. And heroin's fucking cheap. She had, like, gotten this inheritance of, like, over $300,000, and she spent it all on, like, a condo that she, I think, I don't even know about the condo, really, because they don't really talk about it that much, but... 
mostly she spends it on heroin. Heroin is irresponsibly cheap. Oh, uh, yeah. And so, well, they did other drugs too, a lot of cocaine too. Okay, well, yeah, yeah that's that makes more sense. That's yeah, a very... it wasn't just on heroin, but she was like really maybe she she probably did speedballs probably. Um, so the, what the police did to track Christine down because they didn't know where she was, they just had this tip of who she was. So they used ATM like history to track her down, and they found her and Fuck her yeah. husband, who she also met at rehab. Um, okay, that hap- that happens at and it works this out old lovely. cheap hotel in San Antonio, Texas which the police that went described as the grossest place they've ever seen. Like the grossest hotel or like just the way they kept they, it. They were there for like months. Ew. And there were syringes all over the ground. They said there was like blood mist all over the walls because when you're done shooting up, you like blow the extra out. And so blood would always be in it. And so there was blood just all over the walls, like misted, like covered and covering everything. There were like wrappers all over the ground. The pictures are pretty gross. That's, like, a more fucked up version of being a stoner, where you just have ashes, like, in random yeah, places. Yeah, or, like, little, like, globs of, like... Of, be- of like, cashing something out. But, yeah. Oh, but blood is... Oh, my... I did not I didn't know, know that until this that. either. Yeah. I actually, honestly, just learned what a speedball was the other day. Yeah. I said it with a lot of... Confidence. Confidence, but I just learned what it was the other day. So, uh, obviously, when Christine was being questioned, she initially said that her boyfriend at the time, who was the other person in the sketch, Chris Snyder, had done the whole thing and that she didn't do it at all. She didn't know why he was... She thought he was just going in there for a second. She was outside. Hang on. Sorry. I lost my place on Tuesday. Snored. Um, So, when the police... So, she said all that. And so, when they were going to try to find Chris Snyder. They, like, put out, like, a hit on him, and I think he heard about it. He went into the woods, he took a bunch of fucking pills, and he fucking killed himself. Holy shit. So he definitely... They found him out in, like, a field. Dead. So he probably definitely had something to do with it. He 100% did. They both fucking did. So when they found him dead, they then went on to search his home... And they found both guns that were used. And they still, this is years after, had some of the victims' blood traces on the guns still. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's Like the people murdered. So it was like, obviously they did it. 100 fucking percent. So anyway, so Christine's husband, when he was being questioned, the one that she met in rehab, he told them that she was a part of it and that she gloated about going back inside to make sure that they were all dead. Wow. So she was absolutely a part of it. She was the one who pistol whipped Rachel <sighs> to death. Whoa. Yeah. Christine explained that because they were all friends, the teens had just let them in. They didn't think anything of it. And as soon as they all got in the house, they just started firing. They knew that there would be drugs and money at the house. Oh. So they stole. That's like another thing is it's always like about money. Or, or like, like stealing other people's Stealing drugs. like, because I, I almost did this yeah. other story and it was literally this group of four kids murdered this one dude over his $500 check that they split. That's like 125 bucks each. That's barely anything. Yeah. What year was it? 1900? It was We're- like, yeah, it was like the 90s. But like, oh, are no, you but kidding still. me? I can blow $125 at Target with my eyes fucking closed. On the dollar section alone. Yeah. And honestly. I have. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so they went there for drugs that's and um the all these stories just prove how dumb teenagers are yeah. what's crazy is that like when she was being questioned she was like coming off heroin so badly oh. so this really sucked for her oh and like 
the people who were like the cop, like one of the cops quoted saying, he's like, I'm really happy that I was able to, she, she got everything she deserved and I'm happy I was able to like be a part of that because she deserved it. Cause it was literally like, you wanted to get high like two more times and four people's future is worth that. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I got a lot of my information from a cold or an old episode of, um, of, uh, forensic files. Oh, cool. That show's amazing. That is, yeah, that's like the most killing a bunch of people just so that you can do drugs, like for like a second. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't have like millions of dollars. I mean, I don't do those kinds of drugs, but like, I would compare that to being like killing someone over an eighth over like a really good dinner at Olive Garden. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you see them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. But have you ever been, like, driving and you, I like, think see someone, more like, expensive walking and... with, like, a freezing cold, like, you know, like, I'll be in Chicago and I'm driving and I see someone holding, like, a really cold case of, like, Coronas and I'm like, I could hit them and get these Coronas. You would... Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> I oh. mean, the thought crosses my mind, but I would never do it. Okay, but... Uh, okay. There's a lot to... Okay. Or, like, when you're, like, so... Uh, oh, how could you hit them and not... Okay, so you know when you hit them, they will probably drop the corona. I meant, like, hit them with, like, my, my hand while simultaneously grabbing the drinks. Do you want coronas that bad? Are you... I will give you In money if you need coronas. I have money. <laughs> you just... Okay. That was a... That was, that's an interesting thought. I, I think you never thought that. I think everyone's I've had been with those people thoughts. and, like, we see someone who's, like, holding something and we're, like, should we just knock her over? You don't think that ever about, like, a really good, like, piece of pizza? No. All right. Well, anyways, we're different people. So on October 13th, 2008, (laughs) Christine was convicted of four counts of capital murder. Uh, But since she was 17 during the time of the murders, she was only given life imprisonment instead of the death penalty. But she is life in prison, no chance of parole. No chance of parole? Good. Mm -hmm. Hope she... Good. She should be there forever. Yeah. Wow, Christine. Yeah, really So Chris up. and Christine uh, were the couple, like, because Chris was her oh boyfriend's God. name. Yeah, that's Chris and Christine. Lame. Maybe that's why they... You ever heard something so lame? I know two Aarons who got married. Aaron I with mean, an E whatever. and Aaron with a double A. into that, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, should you want to, like, tell your really, I'm assuming, fucked up story? It's pretty fucked up. So my final story is about the Napropetrovsk. Maniacs. Mm. Sexy how you said that, kind of. Not like you personally, but like. Well, it's the accent. The Ukraine, uh, the Ukrainian language and the Russian language are very beautiful. Yeah. And some of these words are really good touchstones to go into, like an accent like that, which I'm probably going to do later. But yeah, cool. Nepropetrovsk is uh, the town in the Ukraine where this all, most of these attacks all happened. How do you say it again? Nepropetrovsk. Nepropetrovsk. But look how it's spelled. It's a silent D. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nepropetrovsk maniacs. It was Ukrainian 19-year-olds Viktor Sayinka and Igor Saprunyuk. During June and July of 2007, the teens killed 21 people and attacked Fuck. several more. Within such a short span of time. Yeah. I mean, wow. It's another country, but still, fuck. They are also the ones known for making the shock video, Three Guys, One Hammer. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, which I, which I briefly mentioned in our Canadian Killer episode mm-hmm. with Luca Magnetta. He was definitely influenced by these two dumb dildos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the Three Guys, One Hammer. 
I never knew the backstory. And I never... this is like an older one that happened. <clears throat> yeah, this all happened in 2007. Yeah, I mean, I this remember. was when all those... I mean, mm-hmm. there was two when, girls. like two girls on cut with coming yeah. out. When I saw the quick amount of that video, that was the first time, and still to this day, the last time that anything... I've like just looking at something made me want to throw up. How did I've you- never like looked at something and gagged before. It's always like a smell or like the way something tastes. That's how I feel about this. Okay. And <laughs> work. Were, and like that grossed me out until I found out that it was fake. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's still like something going in and out of someone's butt. Uh, it really is. I think we've had this conversation on the, the podcast yeah, before. Probably. Tuesday is, like, mad that we're talking about it again. She's really excited. So, both boys were born in 1988, so they're my age. They went to school together, and they committed petty crimes throughout their childhood and teen years, mostly robbery, but they were never arrested because uh, they were all... It, all of this happened while they were under 17. Mm-hmm. And that's how it works in the Ukraine. So, the Verk... The first victim was Yekaterina Ilchunka okay. on June 25th, sound 2007. Like Katya. Uh, I sound like Katrina. You sound like Katya. Or Katya, I mean. Um, she was walking home after having tea with a friend, and Igor and Viktor were out walking around. Igor had a hammer, and when they walked past Yekaterina, he hit her on the head, oh, bludgeoned her to fuck. death, and her body was found the next day by her mother. The second victim was murdered only an hour later. His name was Roman Tatarivch, and he was also bludgeoned to death. He was hit about the head multiple times with blunt objects until his face was unrecognizable. Okay. Yeah. On July 1st, 2007... They had so much rage. Yeah. They had a lot of rage. Because mm-hmm. they're... All of... Like, all their blows are mostly going... Are all directed towards people's faces. Yeah. And it's mostly Igor doing the... Yeah. Yeah, bringing the hammer to the game. Um, so Throwing it out. Yeah. Ugh. Or, not if that, but if Igor. I get you. So, um, <clears throat> again, on July 1st, Yevgenia Grishanka and Nikolai Sirchk were bludgeoned to death in a nearby town. Three more victims were killed on July 6th, 2007. Damn. Yeah, the first was Igor Nishvaloda. He Another had- Igor? Another Igor, yeah. It must be a popular name. It is a very popular name because... I like it. Well, because Victor's dad's name is also Igor. Lots of Igors in the town. Uh, e, uh, Victor's dad, Igor, and Igor, the bad guy, are I-G-O-R, mm-hmm. and then there's E-G-O-R. So kind of like Catherine and Blake with a K or with a C. Okay. Um, I don't know why I felt the need to explain that. I get you. But whatever. So... Igor had just recently been discharged from the army, and he was bludgeoned to death while walking home from a nightclub, and the next morning, his mother found his body in the middle of the street. Wow. Yeah. Lots of moms finding their dead children, which is probably the worst thing imaginable. The second victim of the night was 21-year-old night guard Yelena Shram. In Victor's tape confession, he says that he and Igor were walking towards Yelena, and Igor was hiding a hammer under his shirt and took it out and started beating Yelena until she died. She had been carrying a bag of clothes, and Igor and Victor used Yelena's own clothes to wipe off their hands in the bloody hammer. Wow. That's fucked up. The third victim <clears throat> was... They're just fucking tearing through shit, dude. They are tearing through that town. What the fuck? I know. It's... Ugh. So, third victim was Valentina Hanza. Um, she was a wife and mother of three, and she was 
beaten to death. Uh, the next day, July 7th, 2014, or 2007, I'm sorry, 14-year-old boys Andra Sidiak and Vidim Litkonov were fishing when they were attacked. Andra was killed, but Vidim was able to escape. On July 12, 2007, a 48-year-old Sergei Yatsanka went missing while he was out riding his bike. When he never came home, his wife, Yomila, gathered a bunch of people from the town to look for Sergei because in the Ukraine, you have to wait 72 hours before you can report someone missing. I think it's 48 in America. I'm not sure, though, 100%. I'm not sure 100% either, but I think it might be 72. It might be. I'm not sure. I know it's different for children. Yeah. Um, but sadly, Sergei's body was found four days later in the woods. Even after being in the summer sun for four days, it was obvious Sergei had been bludgeoned to death. And he had also been stabbed in the head, abdomen, and eye with a screwdriver. I hate when they talk about, like, how hot it was the day they found the body. It just makes me think of <clears throat> blo- bloated. Ugh. And which is so sad. So Sergey is the man from Three Guys and One Hammer. Mm. The entire unedited video was shown in court when it was presented by the prosecution in October. Two months later, you see their faces in December, yes, you can uh, see their faces 100,000%. Well, so um, it's mostly Igor doing the like beating mm-hmm. and they kind of go back and forth but uh, Victor is doing most of the camera work. So two months after the videos were shown in court, it was uploaded to the shock site Beskor, which is where also Luca Magnata's Wait, when it was put So it was shown in court by the prosecution and then only two months later it got oh, leaked my online. God. Well, for some reason I thought that like maybe they put it online and that's how it got leaked. That's crazy that that's how it got leaked, not from them posting well, it. Well, yeah, I don't know exactly. So they weren't in it for like the fame like Luca Bagnata was where he posted his videos. No, 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 like, no. They no, they definitely were. They took pictures and videos of everything. I think someone was just able to get like I don't know, maybe they were posting them to places where people couldn't see and then someone finally was like like found them and then posted them because they record there was also other footage that they showed there's a lot of animal torture stuff and i don't like talking about that um but yeah they were really 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 so there was a lot of footage of that being shown um yeah looking at tuesday and then talking about what they did she keeps making weird noises she keeps being a little hype she keeps going like (laughs) i know i hope she's not dying because i'll feel really bad elevator's not picking up as much as it fucking people are riding the elevator like crazy today they're all probably going up to the roof because it's really gorgeous out (gasps) oh my god i want to go on your roof i know i have a really nice roof let's finish recording this and we'll go on your roof cool so in the video you can see sergey being beaten with a yellow pipe until his face is completely unrecognizable Then Igor stabs him in the abdomen and eye and in the head with a screwdriver, all while Sergei is alive and moaning in pain. I have seen parts. I couldn't watch it, obviously. I don't want to watch it. I want to see what these two fuckasses look like, but I don't want to see the video. If you search stuff about this, you are going to see pictures that you may or may not want to see. And, um... I mean, it's just... Okay, now you're shaking your titties. I'm holding them up because they feel heavy. Um, do you have a heavy burden on your chest? <laughs> For sure. And you need to get... I get it. Your just arms look really weird. But any whoozle, <laughs> back stop. to this horrible thing. So yeah, it's it's really it's really bad. It's really bad. And I've yeah. heard the... Uh, yeah, it's 
It's just not good. What happened to them when they were in court? I'm just, I, this is, I'm just talking about the, because I'm just, because it correlates to Sergey. I'm going to talk about the court stuff later because oh. there's still more killings. Oh, more after Sergey. Yeah, there's more after Sergey. That's, Sergey is just what is three guys with right. hammer. Okay. Okay, so any hoozle. So Sergey was, like I said, moaning, like mm-hmm. in pain. Igor steps on Sergey's stomach before beating him to death with a hammer. After killing Sergey, you see Victor and Igor walk over to their car, and you can hear them laughing about how Sergey was still alive, even when they were stabbing him with the screwdriver into his exposed brain. Ugh, fuck, that's fucked up. Yeah. Then they wash their hands and the hammer off with a water bottle, all while smiling and laughing. You can see this in the video. Yes, I, this is taken from someone who had seen, because I mean, people would post like reaction videos. It's so disgusting. Yeah. It's so gross because in some of the reaction videos, the kids are like eight years old. Like if, if you know, and like, you shouldn't be watching that. No, that reminds me of American Horror Story cult. No, that's exactly, that's exactly, like you, you know that they were on best score. I think that's what they were doing. I think she was showing him three guys, one hammer. Something. It, ugh. But, um, anyway, so after Sergey was killed, 12 more people were killed. Um, I couldn't find any specific names. Like, everything I read were just, like, and then 12 more people died. And I was like, okay, okay. They were kind of picked at random, but they would usually go for people that they thought were vulnerable, like children, the elderly, Mm -hmm. homeless people, and people who were, like, drunk or out of it or whatever. They wanted to have the upper hand. Yes, yes. Dumb idiots. I fucking hate them. Um, so most of the victims were killed with a hammer or steel bars with the d- blows directed uh, mostly towards the victims' faces. Mm-hmm. I, that was, like, their MO. Several victims were tortured and mutilated by having their eyes gouged out Ugh, while they were still fuck. alive. That is so fucked up. Eye stuff fucks me up. Call back to fucking Eli Roth hostel. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about the, with the girl with the eye situation. Yuck. Yeah, I understand why she stepped in front of that train. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so also, there one of the victims was a pregnant woman, and the fetus had been cut out of her womb. Yeah. They're just weirdos who wanted to see shit. It's fucked up. Are you tearing up because this is gross? Or you yawned? Okay. No link. I thought that, like, hit you. No. It's fucked up, but... uh... I you're it's <clears throat> unre- it's unrelated. Okay. So no link of the spree murders was made until the two boys fishing incident and the boy who had survived Vidum went to the police, obviously, like running and probably being Screaming. like ah! and he was arrested initially for killing his friend. Ugh. Yeah. But they let him go when they realized that Vidum's friend under his death was linked to the spree killings. For sure. I'm like, just think, like, a 14-year-old kid going to into the police and being like, I was, me and my friend were just attacked, and my friend died, and they're like, um, you're under arrest. Well, they didn't have anyone else to really think, I don't know, I mean, you never know. You know, I mean, I don't know the circumstances. Um, so, on July 14th, 2007, Natalia Mamachuk, 48 years old, was riding her scooter through a wooded area, and she was knocked down by Victor and Igor, who beat her to death with a blunt object, jumped on her scooter, and got away. Did she die? or? She, yeah, or, she was killed. Ugh. There were multiple witnesses, though, and some even tried chasing after them. Wow. And um, eventually two children who had seen the attack were able to provide the police with a detailed description of Igor and Victor, and it matched up with Vidum's description of the two teens. 
So a manhunt began, and there were over 2,000 investigators working on the case. Damn. On July 23rd of 2007, Victor and Igor were finally arrested when Igor tried selling one of the victim's cell phones to a pawn shop. Mm. Okay. The police had told all the pawn shop owners in the area that there were teenage boys who were beating people to death and would sometimes rob them afterwards and then sell the items to pawn shops. Right. So when Igor tried selling the cell phone, the pawn shop... Uh, uh, the pawn shop owner obviously Called contacted the, the police and Hell they were yeah. arrested. Yeah. I said Pleeps. Pleeps. <laughs> it's cool. I can't talk either. Pleeps. Did you know that they made <clears throat> chocolate covered peeps? Yum. That I was kind of delish. thinking so too. And I'm not a big peep person. I don't like the weird sugary coating. It makes me cough. It is a little weird. Um, so I, my story is kind of like yours where there's like an ancillary character or like a person, which mm-hmm. was like part of it, but they're not like oh. a huge part. So, uh, there was a third team. I, I, his name was like Alexander, probably. Uh-huh. I, that's how what it looked like. Um, and he was Victor and Igor's friend. He wasn't a part of any of the murders. He was part of like their prior like criminal activities, uh-huh. like robberies and shit like that. So but, he wasn't a great guy. So no, yeah, no, Adra, whatever his name was was not a good dude at all, especially considering uh, because. Uh, when he was arrested at his house, the police found him flushing cell phones down the toilet. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm sorry, like, Bitch. it's, it's I mean, really... I've dropped my phone in the toilet plenty of times on accident. I mean... Plenty. I mean, and this, times. this was, like, 2007. So they were, like, little Nokias. They were little, like, flip phones. Also, it's the Ukraine. I don't know what cell phones they're getting there. True. And they could be very small. Or huge. <laughs> Who knows? It's like the Zach Morris ones. They're yeah. just getting those. I'm sorry, the Ukraine. <laughs> um, we don't know your phones. Tell us about them. Tell us about your phones. So uh, the two, or well, they were charged with 21 murders and eight more attacks where the victims had lived. Igor was personally charged with 21 counts of capital murder, eight armed robberies, and animal abuse. So oh, the animals... What animals did they kill? Um, dogs I, and stuff. Dogs, cats, and that's... They, they did a lot of fucked up stuff to cats. It's fucked up. I don't want to talk about... I don't either. I don't want to talk about it. That, that stuff, even, uh, which is weird... That I'm, I can tell details of people, but I know. dogs are just so much, or and animals are just so much more defenseless because, like, they don't know. Like yeah. a little like kitten, like doesn't well, think. Especially because that... they're probably hurting just like you know wild animals. Mm, I mean, it was like cats and well, because well, yeah, like literally that third friend Alexander is what I'm gonna call him. <laughs> uh, he had like a fear of blood, and so Igor was like, well. He tried, like, doing immersion therapy where they just started Ew. killing dogs Ew. in front of Alexander. Yuck. Yeah. So they were gross. And this was, like, when they were younger because mm-hmm. they, like, grew all grew up together in this town. So Victor was charged with only 18 of the murders, five armed robberies, and also the animal cruelty because mm-hmm. there was, like, two hours... I mean, there was, like, so many hours of footage Ugh, of them doing that stuff. Suck. and suck. to watch. Yeah. 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 It was, like, I don't remember how many hours, but hours of Ugh. footage of them just killing animals and people. Yeah. Real bad. Real, real bad. So, the trial began June of 2008, which is some fast-ass shit yeah, compared seriously. to the U.S. Like, that is bonkers. Bonkers. It's better that way. I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. 
So Igor pled not guilty by means of insanity, but mm-hmm. it was denied, and he was sentenced to life in prison. Victor, they don't have the death penalty. They do not. Um, Victor pled also, I think, not guilty, or guilt. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. It said that he pled guilty, but then they, like, tried to have a defense. Hmm. So I don't really know how that works, but... Um, so maybe he was trying to plead the uh, same I thing. I don't really... Well, I, th- reason of I think... No. Um, but, like, the... I'm pretty sure that their trials were at the same time. Like, the Menendez brothers. Yeah, like, they have Well, they were probably tried together. They were tried concurrently. Yeah. But were, like, represented by different lawyers, and Victor was represented by his dad, who had freshly gotten his law degree a, a lovely two months previous that to the trial. That's not always a bad thing. That means that you're freshly learning things. Yeah, but I would rather go with Johnny Cochran, who has well, won but you know how multiple fresh out of the gate. Like, I think a lot not of Not everybody can be Elle Woods, okay? Are, like, really good when they first start. I mean, that, that's so... Like, our vet, she's really young, and That's I really very like different. I feel like that's very, very different. Like, not having any experience in a criminal trial... Yeah, that's true. That is ridiculous, I think, personally. So, the whole defense was that all of the images and videos had been altered. What? And Victor was also sentenced to life. So his dad did a poor job. Yeah. So it would have been very hard not to convict these guys because, like I said, several hours of video footage was shown as well as over 300 photos. So these dudes, like, wanted to become famous. Like, they wanted... I mean, it's like that stupid teenager thing. You're taking pictures of fucking things, like... Nothing, nothing matters. No, nothing matters. And some of the pictures were of Igor and Victor at the victim's funerals, flipping off the coffins and gravestones. What the fuck? Yeah. So they knew them enough to, like, well, they know probably, their like, names. Well, they all lived in the same town. So, yeah. well, and he would... Well, and, and they, they knew. would rob them, so they might have their IDs and stuff. That... Probably, um, they'd probably hear, like, maybe they read the newspaper. I don't really know. Mm. But, um, so like I said, the whole defense was that they were all digitally altered, but an expert on the film and video editing said that there was absolutely no way, especially the amount of video footage it would have, like, it would have taken too long to edit them, like, to, like, superimpose their faces onto other people's bodies it would have taken, like, a year to do. Damn. And, I mean, it'd be like editing a movie. Especially in 2008, like, just, I mean, like, not that things were bad back then, but, like, things have gotten so much better now. Well, yeah, and, like, who would fucking take the time to frame two people for doing that? Uh, and, like, knows? taking I, it was all of that. that at, yeah, no, it was fucking them 100%. There was a documentary made about the case, and it came out in 2010, uh, on a Chilean TV station called The Hammer Maniacs. Whoa. But I have no desire to see it. No. Because they put in a lot of, like, the footage, footage no, which I don't want to no see. Desire. I don't want to see any of the pictures. And it's a lit. from what I read at least, it kind of seemed like a making a murderer situation Ew. where it was like, did they or didn't they? Because it's a lot of interviews from Victor and Igor's family. And I'm like, they fucking did it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, their families, like, still maintain that they're innocent. But, like, on, like one family member had to be like, 
Um, so like I know that we all think Igor is uh, innocent, but uh, in that one picture, he's wearing a T-shirt that I gave him for his birthday, and I homemade it. So like I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, I don't... He's I, holding I don't, his license know. and it... <laughs> <laughs> and it says Igor, whatever his last name was. Um, yeah, it so was yeah. them. I mean... It was fucking them, 100%. Fuck off. And that is the disgusting Serve story. Serve life in prison. Yeah, some people think... Well, and the one kid got only a couple years in prison, but with, like, hard labor. Yeah. That's something I have... I don't know what that is. Like, no. I would imagine something involving, like, carrying rocks from one place to another. That's <laughs> yeah, what I think. Carrying big piles of heavy things. Like, it doesn't, but, like, for no purpose whatsoever. Yeah. Like, you're just, like, doing hard, like, they're like, you have to carry this rock over there. And then, I don't, I don't know. Right. So, that has been our killer teens. That's and, an episode about some killer fucked up teens. And because <laughs> that was such a horrible fucking story to go out on i think i became numb to it but the when i first heard about like the video it made me want to barf yeah it's really fucked when up. i originally did the notes the like i wanted to barf and i had to stop once but um i wanted i found this article online and it's really funny and well, i thought I we'd go out on it another present oh no i i would love to give you another present sometime but it needs to come to me. All right. So there was a superintendent in New Jersey who was recently arrested and fired for pooping on the field and track. When like there were kids there? No, just like or maybe like, like after at night hours? times. Like but like it was like an oncurring thing. They're like someone's fucking pooping on the field and then <laughs> oh, they that find was, like, out his thing? It no, it was okay. So it says that it was Homedale Township Police Department wrote um, that high school coaches and staff were finding human feces on or near the area of the high school yeah. on a daily basis. <laughs> Damn, that's some savage yeah. shit. So, yeah. So Fired, when, sure. Arrested, nah. They uh, started monitoring the area, and a school resource officer and staff were able to identify Thomas Trem... Tremagalini. I did not think to look up his name. Hmm. Um, he hasn't commented on any of the charges, and he, they don't know if he has an attorney. I don't know. He's got some clean pipes. Yeah, like, why? Why? I want to know why. I don't know. Why you be pooping on the field, man? Maybe it turns him on. I know. We're all different I and mean, unique. A kid in high school, I know, pooped on someone's car, but he was a teenager. This was a 47-year-old man. This was yeah. a soup. He wasn't it even. Seems like it comes out of like an angry place, probably I don't with like the know. the like pres. Maybe he or maybe he was like Snape, who always wanted to teach potions, and he was like Snape wouldn't take a shit on the Quidditch field. P.S. I'm no, he would take I'm a shit. T- I'm on year. T- I'm in year two now at Hogwarts. Oh, which um, Morgan and is the obsessed. Are really close. I'm not like obsessed, but like it's a really good thing to do when you're just like got a little when, second, or you know when someone's talking to you and telling you a story. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Me, Joy. So uh, that's been the Sisters Graham. We haven't shout out like our information in a while. Well, it's all listed in the episode. That is true. If you're listening to this, so, you're also going to be able to see it. You'll be able to see it. So Follow un- us. Unless you're like listening us, to this secondhand <laughs> from another yeah, person. Unless someone like recorded this with like their iPhone. Unless someone recorded this onto a cassette tape. <laughs> totally. Oh my god, I would love for us to be on, like, vinyl. Morgan just creepily touched my leg under the tape. I oh. just poked you with my toe. You poked, you poked me with your toe. 
Morgan's screensaver oh just God. turned on, and her eyes it's lit up. It's the most beautiful thing ever. I don't remember setting it to that. I don't usually ever let my computer go to that mode, but oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, I, like, turned off, because you had it set to, like, going into sleep mode. Okay, this isn't interesting. It's really not. We love you guys. Thank Have a great week. Thank you for week. listening, and... Don't poop on fields. I wouldn't. <laughs>